Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. And today, I am joined by Logar here. Hello. I am Logar the Barbarian. And I think we're going to talk about something serious, and we're not going to talk about the game itself, but more community issues. Yes, I mean, um, you know, our podcast here is a inclusive podcast. We have found it as part of being an inclusive podcast within the OSR and gaming community and we we have had episodes in the past saying that we are staunchly anti-fascist etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't think that's what we're trying to address here specifically i think that i've seen certain behaviors within the community that i'd like to talk about and i'm not trying to single out an individual here or a person but there are behaviors that are undesirable in any given community may not be an explicit like like i've said we're anti-fascist and maybe some of these people aren't explicitly fascist that we're going to be talking about here but they are espousing bigoted hateful things like i've seen people who have put out lots of content and things like that in the sphere and their content really just consists of making fun of people and targeting people and saying hateful things about people and getting other people just in general riled up. And it seems to me that that's the whole, like how they're going to market themselves and how they're going to get backing is by upsetting some people and getting attention by upsetting people. And therefore they have reactionaries who come along and ha ha Yeah. Yeah. You're mean to these people. You're owning the libs or whatever it is they say they're doing. And, and rallying behind each other and getting behind some kind of, well, we'll just put it out there. It's been in the news. People talk about like, there's a culture war, a culture war. There's very much an element in society that's trying to fight some kind of culture, culture war against yeah. what, like um, transgendered kids, children, transgendered people against women. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. The type it, of stuff that they're bringing up. It, it seems to be just in general mean spiritedness that, finds different forms of bigotry to rally behind and get behind. And look, I used to run a political site. I would make very, what's the word I'm looking for? Is a word for it. I'd make very um, shocking headlines to get responses from people when I ran that. I try to kind of avoid that now. Like it's clickbait. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh. and I would get a lot of attention by folks. And a lot of that were upset at me. And a lot of times it was very undesirable. Well, I would say to the folks that I wanted to upset, like <laughs> places like Stormfront, which is a neo-Nazi. Yeah. It's a neo-Nazi like website would get upset at me. I was like, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm good fuck, with that. I want to upset Stormfront. That yeah. <laughs> Stormfront is a bunch of like, uh, used to be run by Don Black, who's a, you know, clan leader back in the day um but i guess the point we're trying to say is like you know we're not against making laws to ban free speech or anything like that nothing like that at all we're just saying that you know if people like this come out in the community you know we're not gonna give them a voice we're gonna ignore them we're not gonna allow them to come to conventions or run games at gaming stores or even game or participate with them well i mean i'll be straight up like i've been in various social scenes like in music social scenes especially back in the 90s there was very much punk rock music scene and things like nazis would pop out of the woodwork and i've never been one who's like yeah oh there's nazis here we're gonna we need to run away from that now i'm not gonna lie there was a period of time where i was not 
I, I stopped going around a lot of music scenes and I stopped going around a lot of geek scenes like like comic and and game scenes because of all that kind of edgelord bigotry stuff that I had seen in those spaces. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to mess with it anymore. I got to. So if people walk away from these spaces because of these bad actors, I'm not going to blame someone like, oh, no, you can't. Do-. I understand that you don't want to be in a space where they're at. At the same time, I have a problem with giving up space and stepping aside and saying, okay, this is a space that can be dominated by a bunch of bigots. Like we need some pushback. We need to not be like, oh, okay, these are known problem actors. We should probably take some steps to say, these known problem actors probably shouldn't be given too much weight in our areas or be allowed in a lot of the things we're involving ourselves in because they are known problem actors and they're out there. Um, And there's been a lot of conflict on the internet and everything else. I'm not trying to jump into the conflicts that are going on in the internet or put myself in a specific one, but I am saying that we need to make sure that we're trying. And I I have no way I've said this in other episodes. In fact, the episode, the day that we're recording this, we had an episode where we talked a lot about uh, creating safe spaces that are a little bit safer and more welcoming you can't really have those kinds of spaces in our game groups and in our game stores and in our online groups if we're allowing people who are known to harass others and go after others and target essentially edge lords who are just all around mean spirited into those spaces and just able to to have some place of dominance there we were gonna kind of draw a line somewhere at the same time our responses to these people sometimes when people get too upset and are making a big deal about it is exactly what they're looking for. So you've got to find a balance of how much weight uh, credence you lend, like how much, how much you're going to validate what it is that those problem players are doing and how much attention you're going to give them for their bad behavior. Cause sometimes that is a reward for them. What for them. Yeah. yeah. But for example, you know, let's say you're a private game store owner you know, and you're hosting a mini game convention and you don't host someone that's going to be hosting a game that's transphobic or violent towards women. Cause I would not be comfortable if I was in that game room and two tables down, oh, yeah. there was somebody that was, you know, homophobic, transphobic playing a game where they, you know, just are terrible towards women and others. I would not be comfortable in that. We should not be hosting no. games like that. Now, if that person, if that transphobic, homophobic person is going to go do their own game convention or do their own store, well, that's their business. I mean, we're not going to support them, obviously, but you know, they shouldn't be sharing space with <laughs> any of us. And things like that are occurring where they're trying to make their own spaces. And it seems to me like the only way they're able to really get any kind of attention or weight behind it is by being more absurd sometimes and trying to out out shock people with their antics at a point. It's, it seems like that's how some of these people are able to try to get, they want to get a reaction so they can get a few reactionaries to rally behind them. So where where you give what way and how we respond, it, it, can, it can depend. Like if you're dealing with a store who's dealing with that kind of thing, in my mind, just like any other time, like as an organizer who organizes with workers, if we're dealing with a pizza store that has labor issues, we go to the workers that work there and say, hey, how can we support you? So I'd say that if I'm dealing with a store that's having problems with a person like that and you're wanting to do something to support them, you go to the people there 
that you're going to try to support in this and ask them what help they need support and support with and how you can help. That would be first steps I'd look at it doing things like that to respond personally as how I would begin to approach it. I don't know. What do you think? Um, you know, I was involved in, you know, militant self-defense when it comes to dealing with, um, you know, Nazi skinheads, which I know you've had encounters with as well, too, in doing um, abortion clinic defenses. So I agree we need to work with the people. However, I think a little bit more of a militant approach is like we should not let any of these type of homophobic, transphobic haters in the space. Yeah. If they show up, we throw them out as the people, not relying on the cops or the government, but as the people and as the workers, we do not allow them into these type of spaces. And again, we're not saying that I want a government law with cops showing up to go throw them out. No, we as a community will throw them out. Yeah, like I've been involved in organizations where certain people just aren't aren't welcome. And that's okay. Sometimes people aren't welcome in all spaces, and especially people that are threatening to others or harmful to others. As a community, yeah, we should probably let others know at times, which I think happens sometimes in the community. And then people try to worm their way in and people get attention through their antics of being nasty to others. And like I've, I've watched some of these people, they literally just read tweets and make fun of people and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Like the whole stick is to be cruel or to make fun of people or kind of be bullying. Uh, internet bullying essentially is what it is, which is absurdly juvenile. Like, I, I don't know, like, just let's just remove all the context of anything. Like, like the fact that the content is bigoted, can be racist, can be sexist, homophobic, transphobic, misogynist. Let's just remove that. It's just all around. I think a lot of spaces with online interactions, there is a juvenile thing that's occurring where people are just this edge lordy type thing acting out for attention and trying to be as edgy as you can be like, oh, snap, that hot take. You're so mean to somebody. Wow, you're going <laughs> to make fun of everybody. Like growing up, if you were going to say something to somebody you had to say it to their face. Yep. And guess and, what? There'd be a response. <laughs> yeah. You get popped in the nose if you were nasty to others. With the communication over the internet, that kind of check, that natural check that we had when I was growing up in school isn't there anymore. So kids and people are acting. And, and when it's grown, grown ass adults who are acting and behaving that way, that's pathetic. It is. It's totally pathetic because, um, you know, they have the safety of in being on the Internet, being far away, not being able to say in person. Sometimes they're, you know, anonymous. So it's uh, a little bit cowardly to say those things and then not have any type of physical repercussions or re any re repercussions whatsoever. I mean, they're just being cowardly. So, yeah, those people are out there in the community. I think they need as little attention and as little power within the community as possible. I definitely am not going to support any of them. Financially. <laughs> yeah, like, let's just be straight up. Like, a lot of us are just independent creators out there in the community, and we're following these people. If somebody's going to be nasty to others and wants to make that a big issue on the internet and say that they're going to say the nasty things and kind of go down that road, there's no way I'm going to try to promote their work on the podcast or bring them on. I don't want to deal with them. No, we're not going to promote their work. We're not going to buy their goods. No matter how good of a creative writer they may be, we're not going to buy their stuff. It's very simple. Yeah, I'm going to avoid them if I'm aware of things like that, that someone's involved. I, I, I work from the assumption that, that people are inherently not 
turds like that. <laughs> so when I interact with someone at first, I say, okay, I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're just a halfway decent person. And I might disagree with them on certain things, but that they're going to act like a grown adult and not behave in that manner. Now, there have been a few times where I've gotten burned for just assuming that you're going to be a grown adult and not act that juvenile. Is that on me? Perhaps I don't want to feel like I have to screen everything for every internet (laughs) interaction. Like I I don't, I'm not going to engage somebody arguing with them on the internet. People love to get on big old internet flame wars and arguments. I'm not interested. If, if, if someone wants to start sending me some kind of, crazy thing on the internet i'm probably just gonna block and ignore you and move on with my life i'm not gonna sit here and and feed into your what however it is like people get some kind of satisfaction out of it i'm not interested in giving you that satisfaction engaging in that kind of behavior online no of course not i mean you know the other thing is you know i don't think we should be able also that we can't give a platform for fascists so when i say no platform for fascists means that yeah within a community they're not welcome. They're not going to be able to advertise their work. They're not going to be able to post a booth at a convention. They're not going to run games at a convention. Uh, you know, I would even argue that certain um, online distributors shouldn't be carrying people that are known to be hateful. I mean, I think that's a business call. And I mean, there are some of those out there who like a lot of the mate that who have been taken off of major distribution channels online because of that kind of behavior. And that is probably how it should be. That occurs. Uh, there's probably a few of them that uh, at this point probably need to be after their behavior and think they're kind of towing that line of trying to remain some kind of respectably bigoted or something. Yeah. <laughs> respectably it's bigoted. They're prejudiced against me because of my belief. Well, what's your belief? Oh, you know, like racial genocide. Like, yeah, scream. <laughs> yeah, no way. Absolutely no way. And uh, again, I don't care how creative or how edgy the writing or role-playing game is. Again, there's no excuse. I can't play a game that's written by somebody that says, you know, all gay people should die. I mean, that's just, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not going to, and I'm going to avoid that as much as I can. Well, I, I think that's about all I have for this, this discussion today. You have anything to add to it? You'd like to, to tail onto this one? Um, no, again, I think, you know, we should support creators that are promoting a neo-creative, inclusive, and diversive gaming community. I mean, that's what we believe that, um, if you want to support those type of creators, you know, again, please do. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. I think since we got stuff on the YouTube now, if this happens to be on YouTube by the time we release it, I'm not sure if it will or not. I'm not sure what we're putting on YouTube and what we're not going (laughs) to put on YouTube at this point. But if it is, give it a like and a follow because we're probably not doing a whole lot over there right now. Um, Oh, boy, I lost my train of thought adding that YouTube thing and then I got to refigure this out. (laughs) Okay, so YouTube, YouTube, Patreon, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hail Crom. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Yep, roll as many colored dice as you want.